What's up? What's up, everyone? It's your girl, Michael Creed. And today, I'm here to talk to you about, huh? What did you say? Public speaking. I was I was inspired to uh, make a podcast from, I'm sure you heard my previous interview, uh, from The Breakfast Club. Um, I saw my brother watching the interviews one day, and I just got interested, and I started to watch them myself. Um, I particularly love the Breakfast Club interviews. I don't usually watch Angie Martinez or, you know, I love Wendy Williams too. She does great interviews. She has a great show. Um, uh, but I can start to watch her, uh, or, uh, Ebro or all those people. I just started with the Breakfast Club, uh, particularly the Charlemagne. Uh, he's very vocal about what he says and I really just, I respect what he says. I don't always agree, but I can respect what he says, because he stands by what he said. He says. Uh, but now, uh, when I was in school, I was absolutely terrible at school. Okay, um, education was always important to me, um, and I didn't want to appear dumb in school. Um, but really, uh, I should have been raising my hands and asking questions. Instead of trying to not look dumb because I don't understand. But really, my thing about not understanding was I wasn't really doing my own part. uh, Studying and trying to, um, you know, pass the class. I would do the homework, but I don't know. It's just a thing. Like, I didn't really know much in school. I I took a lot, though. Like, studying. (laughs) I learned how to study in my last semester. I do plan on going back to school. It's never, it was never a thing that I didn't want to go to school. Um, so, you know, now I'm trying to go to this beauty school. And just to get me started, uh, I was really tired. I did a lot today. And um, I was really tired. But, however, if I don't focus on what I want to do in life, then I'm never going to get anywhere Um, that's just how I feel. Um, when I was getting homework, I remember like, you have no homework. Your homework is to study. Your homework is to read. And to me that translated into, oh, we don't have any homework. So my parents would come, I would come home. My parents would say, do you have any homework? I'd be like, no, because I didn't have any homework, but my homework was to read. I think I did do my homework. So I don't remember much, but I think I did do it. I just didn't do it all. See, when I went to college, I wasn't doing it because the homework was to study and take tests and things like that. And I just truly wasn't doing it. But that's okay. When I was in, um, <clears throat> particularly my hardest classes, I think, came from English, ninth, 11th, and 12th grade. I had a teacher named, well, her name is important, but I had a teacher named Miss Wilkinson, and she was very tough. She was a very, very tough teacher, um, very serious about what she did. She took her job very seriously, and I was just thinking, you know, if your teacher doesn't inspire you to go to school and get an education, then what are your teachers there for? for a paycheck, you know, that little guy, in, well, not little guy, but this high, this guy in high school telling his teacher that he, if you need want the students to learn, you need to make them learn. Don't just show up for a paycheck. I remember I had a teacher in 10th grade who would constantly say how she had headaches every day. 
And when I had this class every day, my English teacher, and <clears throat> because I guess I tested so not poorly, but just low in my ninth grade, because my ninth grade teacher was so difficult. I feel like my ninth grade, my high school English teachers were much more difficult than when I got to college. It got a lot, a lot easier for me in college. That's just what I think. Um, <clears throat> so, but maybe she did like a job. I don't see that she didn't, but I remember I had a class, um, in 12th grade, my English teacher, his name was Dr. Oliver. And I don't even know how the hell I got in that class. Who the heck put me in this class? Like, but of course I couldn't ask questions because I wasn't studying. I wasn't doing what I was supposed to do. So the class is very difficult for me. I think the class was just difficult in itself though. Um, I, I went to college with the same studying habits of in high school and that was none. And I'm going to tie this all into public speaking. Just give me a moment. Uh, so I went to high school, with the, college with the same studying habits, and there was none. And, of course, I couldn't ask questions. When I went to go ask the questions, my questions, I felt, to the, to the professors were stupid. Um, if you don't understand this now, then you're not going to pass this class. So I would drop the class or anything. And sometimes, you know, what's the worst part of me is group projects. I dreaded, of course, me and everyone else in the class, maybe not everyone, but a lot of other people in the class probably dreaded doing the homework assignments. I mean, going up and talking in front of the class, um, because it's nerve wracking who wants to speak in front of everyone. But now I feel like what I think should be heard. Um, like me publishing this podcast to Apple Music for people to find me and listen to what I have to say if they like. Um, I try to keep my podcast kind of short so people don't get bored or anything. Uh, So, you know, that's important. You don't want your listeners to get bored. I was in an Uber the other day and I was just telling this woman about what I'm trying to do with my life and how I want to uh, be a celebrity waxer. She said, that's good. I said, yeah, and I just made a podcast. And that really interests people when I tell them that, that I just started a podcast. And they're really surprised and, wow, who would think to make a podcast? But I just thought that Angela Yee was doing one so I could do one too, honestly. Um... If I ever had the opportunity to speak in front of a group of people, I would like to. I want to take a college course on public speaking. I feel like I would be in a class with a bunch of 18 and 19, 20-year-olds or a bunch of adults, too, because, you know, that's how college is. You're in a class with a lot of people, older, 60s, teenagers. It doesn't matter. All you have to do is have the motivation to go back to school. I don't think I'll be going to college, maybe not this year. I was actually thinking about going to the Art Institute um, in next year uh, to do graphic design. One time I was watching an interview, Angie Martinez, even though I said I don't watch it, I was watching her interview with Karuchi Tran, and Karuchi said that she went to school for graphic design. And I have never in my life thought about doing graphic design. Um, 
But so I thought maybe I could start drawing. So I drew a couple pictures and I think they're really nice. Uh, one of them was the Crayola box because I didn't know where to start. I didn't think it was really childish. I just thought I was just drawing what I saw. I saw a picture on Instagram, on Tumblr, I'm sorry, Tumblr, um, of these nice roses or whatever. And it was, um, I inspired me to draw that. It really looks nothing like it, but however, it inspired me. Um, it made me feel accomplished. Like, wow, I can put something to do to my mind and do it. You know, your mind is your most powerful tool. If you think it, you can achieve it. And I'm on Twitter, I'm on social media. I won't give my Twitter name out, but at least I'm not right now. But, um, people make jokes and say the biggest lie that your school has told you was, uh, you can be anything you want to be. And I don't think that's a line lie at all. I I feel like it's very easy if you don't motivate yourself to do better, then you're going to be stuck in the same circle. Um, where I live now, I see a bunch of people hanging out. And, you know, you see that anywhere. But they hang out particularly at this one spot at the bus stop. Like, And I don't really understand it. But I don't really try to talk to people there. Uh, I try to do my own thing. I don't want to get to know anyone. However, maybe I could feature some people on my podcast. I'm trying to, I'm a little shy. But I just feel like they're not doing what I think that they could be doing, like hanging out all day. Listen, I got things to do. I can't hang out all day. But <laughs> I don't even know the people, but I'm just saying. Um... However, uh, I was going to put my son to sleep and I was gonna, was thinking, dang, I'm so tired. I don't want to do this podcast. Um, but however, I just got up and did it. Um, so also with public speaking, speaking up for yourself against bullies, against people who have, well, I went to an interview one day a couple weeks ago. And it was at a car dealership. So the first interview I went to, it went great. Um, He wanted me to come back and speak to another manager. So I left and I came back. And the interview was supposed to start at 1 o'clock. I got there maybe at 12.55. I had to walk a little distance. But uh, I got there about 12.55. And one gentleman told me to have a seat. So I have a seat. And so I wait. And I see this show come on, and I seen Carla Hall one day in Silver Spring, Maryland, and The Chew was on the TV, and I'm just, she was so beautiful when I seen her. And that's what, another thing that inspired me to, to speak up for myself, when I seen her, maybe no one else recognized her, but I recognized her. Unfortunately, I didn't know her name, so I made a fool of myself. Good God, I made a fool. But I, when I walked past her, I looked back at her, and I said, are you that lady from TV? I was so shocked. She was so tall and so beautiful and so elegant. And I was like, wow. I was like, I, I was just thinking like, I, I was like, hi. Oh gosh. <laughs> I wish I would have done something better. But I was glad I got the opportunity to speak to her. And when I seen her in person, I don't think anybody else recognized her. She was just walking down and I don't think anyone recognized her, but I did. Um, it made me very happy actually. It's it changed me. It changed me to the person I am today. Honestly, uh, I wrote her on Instagram, but she never responded. But that's okay. I still like her. Um, so speaking up for yourself, um, 
So at this interview, like I said, she was on the chew and I was watching TV and time goes past and I'm waiting and I'm waiting. So 1.30 comes. So I'm looking, so I, I asked a girl, like, I just point to a random guy who's working there. I was like, is he this guy I'm supposed to see? And she's like, no, it's not him. She didn't tell me who it was, but she's like, no, it's not him. So I'm waiting. It's like 1.25, probably 1.20. So I continue to wait. So the guy walks over to me, the interviewer, and he says, um... I'm a little busy right now. Could you hand me your resume so I can look at it? I'm like, sure. Great. Here. Okay. Now we're getting things started. So he takes the the papers. And I see a woman come out of an office. But I look back to see uh, where he was. And he's sitting and talking to this woman. Like having a full blown out conversation. Right? And I'm sitting here waiting. Then I see him put a jacket on. I've never in my life experienced this, but he puts a jacket on. And when I look back at him, he's about to walk because, you know, I wasn't really facing him, but he's about to walk. But he stops. He looks over someone's paper as if he's looking at what they were doing. But really, he was just, you know, trying to stop because I looked at him or whatever. So I turn around. And he walks out of the door, wherever he walks to. He walks out. He comes back in. A few minutes, five minutes later, he comes back in. And he goes into the office of the woman he was having a full conversation with. And he's doing, he's like, he walks into an empty room. Where is this person? He walks back out and he's like, okay, come on, let's interview. So, honestly, I'm at a level 10 at this moment. Because... You know, my time is important to me. So it's 1.50 in this moment. I got there at 12. I've been there for an hour. And so I say to him, because I say, you know what? I'm not going to let him do this to me. I'm going to speak up. I'm going to speak up for myself. And I say to him, I say, did you not know what time I was supposed to be here? Did you not see me sitting there? Like, what's up with this? He says, I didn't make this interview. My manager made this, made this interview for me. I said, but you knew I was coming. And so, anyway, so we're exchanging words, and he has a seat. And when he sits down, I knew that I was upset because I was standing here looking at him, almost really glaring at him, like, you know, like, this is this is crap. This is unbelievable. I've never in my life been treated like this at an, at an interview. I mean, if you didn't want to interview me, this could have been over at 110 and I could have gone home thinking I got a job and I didn't but however so I as soon as I sit down on the edge of my seat he says well this look like this interview already seems like it's over so you can just leave I said thank you I grabbed my resume and I walk out the door I see the first manager I said I've been sitting here waiting he was very nice and friendly I said I've been sitting here waiting for your for your manager and he hasn't he basically didn't want to interview me I was visibly upset I was two people there with me. I think I was like a little, you know, my voice was a little shaky because I was upset. But I leave. I didn't get a call back. But at the end of the day, I felt better because I stood up for myself and I didn't let people treat me any kind of way. At an interview or not, I'm not going to do it. I spoke up for myself. So that's the point. Uh, My brother is trying to be a comedian. And I'm hopefully that he uh, gets to where he wants to be. He's not very motivated to do what he wants to do with his life, though. That kind of upsets me, um, that he takes it, like, you know, 
with my child and he works five days a week so he's tired and he does things but you know he, what he wants to do is be a comedian he makes videos on instagram instagram videos and facebook and but he doesn't do it consistently and if he does it consistently you know his mind he will be better he won't be so unhappy doing the things that he doesn't want to do so, but you know that's just that's just what i think he could do a little better, but whatever. And I want to end this interview with a quote. Not interview, podcast. I apologize. I want to end this podcast with a quote from Ralph Waldo Emerson. And the quote is, speech is power. Speech is to persuade, to convert, and to compel. And uh, being in sales, I feel like it's a, it's all of these things. And being powerful in what you say because your words have meaning. You know, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words may never hurt me. But however, words are very powerful. However, if you don't believe it's true, let it go in one end out the other. People have told me many, many times how I can't do this and I can't do that. But I ain't going to let it affect me because those are just words public speaking. What you have to say is important, how you feel is important, and what you think is the most because what you think is going to what you're going to do. So, to everyone listening, I want to let you know, speak your mind and don't be afraid to speak up for yourself. Thank you and have a great night.